Welcome, reporting live from Zoom. You are listening to Chai's and Cheese brought to you by the world of Feriella. I'm Jennifer, aka Fed, and I'm reporting live from the Pink Palace with my Chai. And I'm Daniela, aka Ella, reporting to you live from the spooky edition of the Sirena Oasis with my Chai as well. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing good. I love this weather. It's finally getting to be that perfect little fall weather, just like chef's kiss. <laughs> did you did you see that it was sprinkling today? I did. Actually, I'm not a fan of rain, so I was not happy about that. But I, I it's so cold. I personally have a um, love-hate relationship with rain because I love the rain. It's like if you've ever danced or sang in the rain, oh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. But um, also like I, I'm one of those people that get seasonal depression. Well, honestly, your girl Daniela here has year-round depression, but <laughs> it is pretty intense during the winter, and in the winter it rains, so it's, it's a love-hate relationship. But today, guys, we are here for the spooky edition of Chais and Cheesemen. We're so excited. We love, love, love Halloween here, as you can see by my intricate setup and other stuff around my room, as well as Jennifer. And Jennifer, why do you love October besides Halloween? Oh, yes, of course. I can't believe I was actually not going to mention it. (laughs) Oh, you didn't think I was going to let it slide? Yeah, thank you for reminding me. October 1st is my birthday. Uh, It is my birth month. And so I have this theory that uh, if you are born in the first of your birth month, the month belongs to you because no one beat you to it. So October belongs to me. And uh, yes, I'm all about the whole burnt orange color, little spooky things. It's just very much me. So October belongs to me. (laughs) And I am here for that because if you know anything about me, you know that I'm huge on birthdays and that I believe that people should not just celebrate their birthday, but their birth week and their birth month. So Mm -hmm. This is Jennifer's birth month. Happy birthday, Jennifer. Happy belated birthday. We're still in the birth month. Yes. So let's go ahead and jump right into this spooky edition. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Do you celebrate Halloween? Like what, what is Halloween to you, Jennifer? So for, for me, Halloween has always been like a complicated relationship with it. Um, I didn't really get into the habit of celebrating it uh, because as a kid, it was mostly a school thing. Um, I'd say nowadays I celebrate it more than I did back then because back then it was just like we dress up for like a parade or like a Halloween party we were having at school, but not really anything that like like my parents didn't decorate. Um, also, a big key factor to this was my, is my parents are Salvadoran. Uh, I'm Salvadoran, and there's like really that is not like a holiday that's celebrated out there. So like my parents weren't used to celebrating Halloween. They just knew like, oh, your child has to wear a costume for the parade. So they kind of, it was a kind of like an American culture thing. And I think sometimes it very much is an American culture thing um, because I was not into the habit of it. I would just dress up for school and call it a day. Although I always did like it. I always did like that my school would either have like a haunted house back when I was doing, um, when I was going to school in San Francisco. If anyone has gone to Bessie Carmichael Elementary, uh, who's watching this, you guys know what I'm talking about. Those haunted houses, really good, especially if you went there in the early 2000s, because now it's a different school. But anywho, uh, yes, those haunted houses were so good. And so uh, we, I used to love that. That was cool. But it was never like a holiday that I went out of my way to celebrate. So I'd say I celebrate it way more now um, as an adult than I did then because now I'm like oh October very much is me I love horror I love spooky things um I mentioned I love the whole month of October you know because it belongs to me (laughs) so I'd say 
yeah, I celebrate it way more now than I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you celebrate? Have you always celebrated? I love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. It wasn't always my favorite holiday. Not that it wasn't my favorite. It just used to compete with Christmas a lot, but Mm -hmm. seasonal depression as of last year, I've decided (laughs) that as much as I love Christmas, I'm always really sad during Christmas time. So I'm like, it's not my favorite. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that's okay. Um, Halloween has always been my favorite. My mom says that when I was really little, the whole block would take me out trick-or-treating because I love Halloween. And so I've always been really into dressing up. I still own every costume I've ever had. I refuse and will not ever give them away. My mom kept them. My mom likes to keep things from our childhood. And so she kept all of them. I I dressed up as so many things. I was Jane from Jane and Tarzan. I've been Mulan. I've been a fallen angel, a rag doll, like a lot of different things. And I, when I got Mickey's into like- dead bride. Huh? Mickey's dead bride. Oh my God, that's that was right. A good one. I think that was like <laughs> my- junior year of high school or my senior year I was Mickey's dead bride that was very creative (laughs) I love that you brought that up because I ever since like middle school high school I really got into DIYing my costumes I stopped being interested in the store-bought ones because I just felt like they looked I don't know like everybody had them and if you know me I I like to stand out I like to be my own person I don't like to go with the flow I don't like to blend in and Mm -hmm. so um I've always been really into like customizing. And now as an adult, I have a huge passion for Halloween special effects makeup. I'm so amateur, so, so, so amateur. Um, But I really love doing really fun looks. And so like I've done a few this month and I have a few more coming up. I'm hoping to do maybe four more looks before Halloween. But so far this year, I've done um, Halloween Queen. Um, So I did this like ghostly kind of hollowed look with like some cuts. I had like blood running from my hairline, blood out of my nose. I had some cuts here and there. Um, It was pretty cool. And I put on um, my outfit for my 26th birthday, which is this badass black outfit. I have this like leotard, this black leotard that that it does, it do be showing some cheeks. It do be, my (laughs) cheeks be out. Um, And this um, see-through sequence dress not sequence i'm sorry sheer dress that has a few sequins on it but not like it's not a sequence dress it's just like it has it for like effect and it has a slit down the middle for my stomach so it opens up and had these fishnets on that was really really fun i also did um an angel look um actually you you guys will see on halloween on our instagram page we did a collab to do a angel and a devil because we're always talking about how she's um she looks like an angel, but she is the <laughs> she's the devil between us. And I look like like the devil. <laughs> I am like I'm pretty pretty damn innocent and like really just like I'm like I'm a good girl. Like we're both good girls, but I think I take the cake on good girl. <laughs> to be honest, yes, do not be fooled by appearances. Don't be fooled. Yeah. Because, yep. I look like the devil. Honestly, I couldn't stop. I'm sorry. I had to laugh when you said that. <laughs> um, because I do, um, I do. Literally, my hair is red right now. My hair is not normally red. It's it's a hundred different colors. Anywho, back to Halloween. I I'm doing mm. a bunch of fun looks and all that stuff. But normally, how I would celebrate in the last few years, like obviously, I trick or treated a lot as a kid, um, which was cool. It was chill or whatever. Um, I was a big fat scaredy cat, so I didn't really go to haunted houses until I was an adult. 
And I'm really bummed this year is the first year that I'm not going to Pirates of Emerson since I started going. If you live in the Bay Area, at the Alameda County Fairgrounds, there's every October, they have September, October, they do this haunted house amusement park, essentially. And you go and you play, you play, you pay a flat rate mm-hmm. to get in. And there's like five different haunted houses. And there's like a, um, a, a like gated kind of maze thing. And there's like all these lights. So it's really hard to see where you're walking. And I just love getting spooked. I, I just, the, the adrenaline rush from that, I love it. And so I'm really bummed out. And like something me and Jennifer used to do way back in the day that we're hoping to do again someday, but not this year, unfortunately, is um, pumpkin patches and corn mazes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. That is our, probably one of our favorite memories. That is one of the original adventures of Feriena uh, was going to that corn maze. And that day was so, me and Danielle both know that day was special for us. Um, it was, I know y'all are thinking like, oh, it's just a pumpkin patch, guys. But I don't know what it was. It was such a good, like, day. Uh, and, yes, as for Pirates of Emerson, I will say I am a horror fan. I went last year. I got scared, guys. So it, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. I got scared. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think I would because I love horror movies. And I really thought it was going to be a cakewalk because, again, I've, I've been to haunted houses before. But, like, I didn't take into account that I'd only been to them as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, I definitely went – I went to Pirates of Emerson. I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm not ready for this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I'm really bummed I don't get to go to it this year. But I mean, I personally, um, in this pandemic, I'm actually mm-hmm. not going out. Most people these days are, or what it seems like on social media, is mm-hmm. most people these days are starting to go out um, mm-hmm. with masks, obviously. And um, mm-hmm. There's like reduced amounts of people that can go to certain places. A lot of things are open. I am, I mentioned it in the first episode, I'm currently living with my family and my parents Mm -hmm. are a bit older um, and we do have someone in the home who is over the age of 60 too. And so 60 as well, sorry. (laughs) Um, But um, with that being said, you know, like Um, we're being very cautious at home. So I'm not going out. I'm not able to go out, nor do I really want to because I personally, this is just for me to each their own is my philosophy, but um, I'm just not comfortable going out in crowds right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means my Halloween is going to look very different because normally I'd be, I would have gone to a party every single weekend um, and I'd have gone to these things that I really like. Um, so what I've replaced it with is every weekend I've done a Halloween look and done like a bunch of pictures and like filmed videos for TikTok. And honestly, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to do a lot of movies. I'm not sure what I'm going to do the day of Halloween. I do want to do something. I got to figure it out. Maybe I'll set up like a spooky party in my house and in my room. Um, and that'd be really fun and eat some candy, maybe, maybe bake something. Cause I really love yes. to bake. So maybe I'll bake like a Halloween cake and mm-hmm. watch some Halloween movies. I haven't watched Halloween town yet. Like I'm, I really loved Disney growing up and I still do. Um, although I know it has some problematic ties here and there, but I do, I do. It's part of my childhood. So I really, really love it. No and shame so, in that. Yeah. And so I'm going to maybe save Halloween Town for that day, or maybe if I get the courage to watch a horror film, maybe I will. I don't know, but I'm trying to figure out. So if you guys have any suggestions for what I can do, make sure to comment that below. I would love to see your guys' suggestions for how I can have a great Halloween at home. But what are you doing this year? Um, This year, well, like you mentioned, I have been just essentially 
why would see you every year like you know get dressed up on instagram and like do your little makeup which by the way is not amateur i would argue is not because it requires a lot of time and look i do makeup i do makeup and uh was it last year last week i think last week i dressed up as a burning witch y'all will hear about that later uh but i dressed up as a burning witch and that was so hard it was so hard and i do makeup and uh, yeah, special effects Halloween makeup is a whole other ball game. So I would say it's not amateur. Um, you're pretty good at it. But anywho, I would see you, you know you. do all these little like you know look, makeup looks and everything. And I never really, most of the time, I was always working in Halloween. Like I mentioned, only recently I've uh, kind of been like, oh, I want to celebrate Halloween. I kind of want to get dressed up. You know, I kind of want to like decorate my room. That's been new. Uh, because as much as I am as a, of a horror person, I've always, like, yeah, I didn't really go trick-or-treating as a kid because that's not something that my parents really, like, you know, as a kid, you really celebrate what your parents um, celebrate. <laughs> so my parents were not into, like, trick, never thought to take us trick-or-treating or anything. So that was not something that I did or got used to doing. I can literally count on my fingers how many times I, I went trick-or-treating. Um, but, and after that, in high school slash, like, middle school, I think I was just too, like, shy to like wear a costume and I just didn't dress most up people either. were I was yeah a few people that would get dressed up all of the time like even when I went to work as an adult I'd get dressed up on Halloween to go to work I love those people I love those people because again also I was also working uh, most of the time I worked retail so I was pretty much working Halloween and I used to kind of get dressed up, but the same shyness was there. And so I think this year I have let a lot of that go. So yeah, I did the, what you did. I took a page from your book and I was like, let me, you know, when we did our little angel devil costume, which I'm so excited for you guys to see, uh, I went like, I thought I was just going to throw on something red and call it a day, but like I got so inspired out of nowhere and I like took it my own spin on it and it was really fun. And so that made me like that inspired me to dress up as that burning witch uh, last weekend. And it was really fun. That was such a cool look. That was such a cool look. Honestly, y'all, if you're into makeup or you've ever thought about it, like there are like people say there are like rules of how to do things, but the way I see it is makeup is art on your face. Yep. And I don't feel like there's actually any real rules to art, all art forms. There are structural foundations in certain places, but I like to look at things as just like a creative project. So like don't be afraid to get makeup or stuff and just play around with it and just have fun and see where it goes and you'll find that you kind of either it ends up really crap but it was like but also just taking the time to appreciate oops i'm sorry microphone (laughs) uh, to appreciate your own features like is amazing also my apologies in advance i am the clumsiest person you will ever meet (laughs) i have already before camera what y'all don't know is i've already spilled my chai five times i am sitting on a towel (laughs) because i have a i have a chai stain on my on my couch um but right now when i said sorry i don't know if you guys picked that up but i accidentally hit the mic with my hand with my nails so some of you guys may have got some like momentary asmr if you want to rewind that back a few seconds (laughs) but i um it wasn't that long anywho okay so yes um i had one little question though because i know that you um we're talking about dressing up and I was just the curiosity just popped up in my head yeah what was your first Halloween costume what did you first dress up as so this one's problematic it's okay oh. not problematic like it's a problematic thing it's problematic oh. for me because you see up until recently I have been mortified of clowns I remember this oh 
I, I can kind of deal now, but like when I tell you that they scared the living crap out of me, like you could not get me to even see a clown on TV because I would immediately start having an anxiety attack. And one day I will tell that story because it is a long story and mm-hmm. or a longish story. But yeah, with just I wanted you guys to have that knowledge because for whatever reason, my mother dressed me up like a clown for my first two years. <laughs> so I was a clown. Oh my goodness. Are there pictures of this? There are. There are. I'd have to find them. My mother took, if you follow me on Instagram, I take a crap ton of pictures. Um, yeah, I got it from my mama. <laughs> my mom took oh a my lot God. of pictures of me. So I, there are pictures of me. Um, I even had costume parties for my first few birthday parties growing up. Oh, I love, I love, I, love I think dressing up is definitely something that, you know, we mentioned that is what you were used to. Um, you know, that was not something that I was really used to, but again, my first costume was a princess. Uh, that is very fitting of me. Uh, I'm actually now that makes sense. At the time, like I mean, I think I just picked whatever was at the. Was store. it a pink princess? It was a pink princess. Of yeah, of course. It was a pink princess. Isn't it funny how all of this is telling of our future? Exactly right. That's not, yeah. Like, well, I mean, yours was the clown, so I would. <laughs> was telling that I would be scared of clowns because I wasn't okay, scared right. of clowns that first year I became scared of clowns you were right you were right because I was like and then I don't now know that, that I've overcome that fear full circle mm-hmm. yes and now I have become the princess I dressed up as because Truly. yes that was very telling that was very telling of me we don't princess shame here by the way oh yes we do not we do not we for everyone who is a princess I want y'all to feel, emp- feel empowered to say that you're a princess and admit it. There is no shame in yeah. being a princess. We just know what we want. And we yeah. just, yeah, we know And what if we you're want. a queen, because I like to refer to myself as a queen, then mm-hmm. ain't no shame in that either. Build your queendom, build your princess, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and another thing, speaking yeah. of like um, celebrating Halloween and decorating and how I mentioned that uh, like I, this year, I really j- immersed myself into like the whole Halloween uh, thing. thing. I decorated in here. I put up some lights. Uh, it's not as elaborate as your setup. That is amazing. Mine is not as elaborate like that because as you can tell, I have a little pumpkin here, a little like bear here, things like this. But one of the things that I jumped into was wearing Halloween socks. And I know it's probably like, what? Yeah, I bought a whole bunch of Halloween socks and I'm wearing a lot of them. So I'm actually uh, wearing can- some right now. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to the podcast, um, I'm going to have Jennifer describe my Halloween socks as I maneuver my way into showing those who are watching us on YouTube my Halloween socks. Please be careful. The chai is there. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I love them. Okay, listeners. Um, they are white and black stripes and they have little, is it spiders? Little spiders on them? Yes, I love them. They are really cute. I love those Halloween socks. All right. I'm that gonna try was to- a hilarious position. Do you have some on? I do have some on. Yeah. Ooh, show us. Show I, us. I, I would describe. I got a whole bunch so that I could wear them all throughout October. And I was like, I'm going to wear them. I'm probably still going to wear them afterwards anyway. Also, so, show us how flexible you are. I'm the professional dancer, but I'm not naturally flexible. Listen, y'all, you don't have to be flexible to be a dancer. Um, but she's a pretzel. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to do this without knocking anything over. Okay. Uh, I just like got nervous. All right. So can you see? This oh one. my god so these socks are gray white and black they have little specks of triangles and white and oh, and purple and they also have white and gray 
goes. Boom. They do. And my foot goes all the way up here. <laughs> all right. Her foot goes further than that, guys. And by up here, <laughs> it was pretty close to her head. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Like, but we have, we have, like, for those of you who are listening, we have these really cool setups. Like, I have this um, Dia de los Muertos uh, manto mm-hmm. that my that I got. Actually, most of the stuff that I have here are from my um, my Tio Pascual, who passed away three years ago. May he rest in peace. He loved, mm-hmm. loved Dia de los Muertos in Halloween time. So I got this, and it's beautiful. It's very colorful. And then I have my calaveras, my little skull candies, for those who you don't speak Spanish. Um, and then those are from him, too. And then I bought this really cool um, skeleton that has angel wings on it. Yeah, this this one it's has really a cute. special. Movie. I love that one. I love this one. Um, <laughs> and then I have. I'm I'm very like into energy and like manifestation and things like that. And I found this at Michael's. That is cool. I and love it says intention, mind, focus, and manifestation. And over the top it says visualization. And I think I'm gonna keep this on display year round because I really really like it. And then I have this really cute little black banner thing that has like the moon the sun and the stars and if you know anything about me my middle name means star and my mother loves the moon and the sun and I do too I feel very very connected to the universe and I love to look at the stars and I'm I'm a as one of my one of my really really good friends Maria says she says you're an energy bitch because <laughs> I really <laughs> love all that stuff she really is guys she yeah. has got some powers I feel I, I mean I felt I feel very connected to the like spiritual world, the energetic world. And actually, while we're talking about that, mm-hmm. Jen, yeah. do you, what are your thoughts about like the paranormal, like, you know, ghosts and things like that? Like, do you believe in that? So I would say I do believe in the paranormal. Um, I do believe that there are experiences and things that we cannot explain, nor can we see like, you know, energy, good energy, bad energy. We can't see that, but I definitely believe it's there. And same with paranormal experiences. I do believe that they exist and that these things that people say, like they heard this or they felt this, I do believe that's real because I'm not going to tell someone that what they felt was not real. You know, if they felt that somebody was watching them, somebody was whispering, you know, doing that, I'm not going to be like, that's not real. Um, So I do believe that that exists. That is, but personally for me, I have, I don't consider myself to be someone who is sensitive to the paranormal Uh, as my, that's, you know, as much as I am talk about being like, oh, I love horror, I love spooky things, and all these things, it's probably because um, I, I'm not sensitive to the paranormal. I have never, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I thought I felt something or anything like that. Anything that I felt that like genuinely could not be explained, and it was like, you know, like mind-blowing or anything like that, I never had that, um, but I definitely know a lot of people who have felt um, those kinds of experiences. So I know that they are real, or I feel that they are real. Um, but yeah, what about you? How do you feel about the paranormal? Oh, I 100% believe. And I'm aware that there are people that don't. And that's okay. Again, my philosophy to each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I do. And I've actually had experiences. And I'm very, I've learned in this year, I mean, I've always kind of known it, but I've learned in this year that I am extremely sensitive to energies. Mm-hmm. Um and that I, I pick up on people's energies and also that my energy in general is something really strong that people have picked up on. I've had a few energy readings in this year with a good friend of mine, and they are ridiculously on point. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I've had Reiki done a few times, too, and um, I really love it. Like, I, I really, I'm really in tune with, like, energy and, like, 
the spiritual world. And that's kind of my vibe these days. Um, I actually have a few stories. Do you, do you have any, do you have any ghost stories? Um, okay. So I definitely have, like I mentioned, I do have, um, people in my life who have like experienced paranormal stories or anything that, or they felt was not, cannot be explained, but I'm actually curious uh, to hear about yours because you know, the way you like said that you're so open to energy and you know, I really love that, um, that you mentioned that you're somebody who like loves Halloween as well. And you've actually had like stories or you've had things happen to you because uh, I always had this theory that, oh, if you love horror or if you love Halloween, that's probably because nothing has happened to you. I used to have that theory. So you definitely are someone who disproves that theory. So I would love to hear um, what you've experienced because I personally have never experienced anything that happened to me, you know? I do have some spooky stories. Actually, my house has ghosts in it. Um, so I guess you could say my house is haunted, but like they're not wow. like bad ghosts or anything like that. I'm the only one. I think my dad's, my dad and my uncle, I believe, have had an experience. I am the most mm-hmm. forgetful person in the world, so I can't remember what theirs were. But mm-hmm. I've had two encounters with the ghost that lives here. Because, okay, let me give a little bit of background on my house. Wow. Um, I live in, honestly, I don't know when my house was made, but the way that my family was able to purchase this home was because, or the way that this home was put up on sale, the man, the family that used to live here, the man who owned the house passed away in the house. And so, yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, when we got the house, um, it, we completely changed it up. If you took a before and after picture, you would think it's a completely different house. The only thing that's the same is like the actual structure of the house itself. But, you mm-hmm. know, there used to be like this second driveway with a limousine in it and the limousine was still here. That's there so cool. I never knew that. Trees and like whatever. And they, the piece of furniture that they left behind, which is important for my second story in a bit, is, is mm-hmm. a, um, this like piano organ thing. They, they just mm-hmm. didn't want it. So they left it here. Mm -hmm. Um, Anywho, growing up, I used to hear my name called a lot. And I used to hear things here and there. And I've always just thought, like, you're just hearing shit. Um, But I used to hear my name called all the time. Because, like, I am, like, hard of hearing at times. Like, not, like, diagnosed in any way. But, like, everyone in my house knows, like, you got to, like, go up to Daniela's ear and say something. Because, like, she just is spaced or she just can't hear you. And I'm always like, what, what, what? Like, I just, I'm always like, I'm sorry, what? Like, wait, what did you say? And so people are always shouting when I, when I used to live upstairs, because I'm currently downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, people used to shout my name all the time. They'd be like, Daniela, Daniela, all the time. Dani, <laughs> like nonstop. And I'd be like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> so many times I would go downstairs and I'd be like, yeah, I'm here. And my mom would be like, what? And I'd be like, weren't you just like calling my name? And she was like, no. And I was like, wait, are you oh serious? God. Like you weren't calling my name? And she would always say like, no. Um, and this happened multiple times. And 
And it wasn't off of a just mm-hmm. one time name call because I take, I'm, I just like, I'm a little slow, man. Like I just like, I get distracted easy. I have, I have ADD. And so like, I'll be on my way to do something and there's like a hundred distractions along the way. And I'm just like, woo. Um, and so it always <laughs> takes many times for people to call my name for me to get to where you need me. I'm sorry for anyone who has experienced that and they'll be Aww. like, it's true about Daniela. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> Anywho. So it wasn't like there's I no heard shame. my that huh yeah thanks um it wasn't like I just heard my name once I would hear it multiple times and so that's what really got me about it that's a whatever story the only reason that that story ever felt validated to me was one time I had a sleepover with a bunch of friends a bunch of girlfriends Mm -hmm. I cannot remember. Always happens in sleepovers. Yeah. So we, I can't remember if it was like my cousins. No, I think it was my friends from school. Mm-hmm. This was during, it was either elementary school or middle school. Mm-hmm. I remember that we were up late and that we were all upstairs and we weren't supposed to be awake anymore. But my mom had bought a cheesecake and we wanted some of the cheesecake, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were all sitting in a circle in my room and we were talking about going to get the cheesecake. We were all there. And then we all of a sudden hear the organ playing in my house. And like, we're just talking and then someone goes, oh, Daniela, does someone play the organ in your house? And then they knew that it existed. It's like, it was in my family room. Everybody knew it was there. We would all play with it. No one in my home knows how to play a piano. No one. At this point, my baby brother was really, really small. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe in elementary school, like first or second. Mm -hmm. And he later did play instruments, but never the piano. Later though, this wasn't until he was like in middle school or something. Wow. As I played the flute, but I don't know how to play the piano. My brother, John Luca does not play any instruments. My dad doesn't play. My mom doesn't play. They were also both asleep. None, nobody who lived in my home, any uncle at the time that could have been living here, nobody plays the organ. And we bo- all got silent and we were hearing it play. And also I should let you know, this is a really old organ. It's not like one of those pianos that you can press a button and it'll start playing itself. You know, like yeah. just like the, no, it doesn't do that. It's, it's not possible. And also it was played well. It was a song playing. I can't tell you what song it was, but it was being played well. And I also know that it wasn't in the room because it was in the distance. And I've heard that organ many times because we would just mess around on it. We didn't know how to play, but we would like mess around. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so we were like, we looked around and we're like, everyone's here. Okay. What the fuck? And so we go downstairs expecting like, they're like, your brothers don't play. I'm like, no. And then I'm like, or maybe did they learn or something? Or I don't know, but that doesn't make any sense because like this was years later and to of this course. day, nobody, nobody plays. We don't have it anymore, by the way. We finally got rid of it. I was going to say what happened to the haunted organ. Um, I don't know. We got rid of it eventually. Anywho, mm-hmm. um, we went downstairs. No one was downstairs. We got our cheesecake. But we went downstairs. No <laughs> one was downstairs. We were all freaking sp- Spooked. We were so scared. We ran upstairs. We're like, oh my God, we have to go to sleep. What the hell? There's a ghost in your house. There's a ghost in your house. And like, I had always felt like a presence and I'd always hear things falling and like noises and footsteps Mm -hmm. all of the time, all of the time. And I'd always feel like someone was there Mm -hmm. growing up, but I just always was just like, you're making it up. It's not real. And that kind of moment. And then hearing my name kind of solidified it for me. 
And my cousin, we used to, I used to live upstairs and my room was connected to the attic, which is really big. Mm. And so my, my cousin used to joke that the grudge lived in my attic. Oh my God. That's actually a horrible thing to joke about. That's so scary. <laughs> and we would always go into the attic and we'd be like, Hey, yo, grudge, how's it going? My cousin, <laughs> You're listening to this, and then you remember what's up. It's to be like, hey, yo, grudge, what's up? How's, how's your day going? I, I'm a go. Like, please don't spook me tonight. You know, like, that'd be cool. Like, you know, if you need anything, let a girl know. You know, we're in this together. <laughs> so I used to always scary into the into the void of my room and just be like, hey, um, I'm not having the best week. So, like, just, like, just so you know, I'm here for you. Like, if you need – I always tried to keep, like, the peace and not, like, be like – like, why are you here? Leave or whatever. Um, I will say that I stopped feeling its presence when my grandmother passed away. Wow. And my grandmother passed away actually in this room. She passed oh. away in this room um, almost four years ago now. And so ever since my grandmother passed away, I haven't felt that ghost's presence. Um, wow. It's like my grandma was like, salte porque te vengo. Like, she was, I love that. She was just like, this, is, this is my family. This is my turf. You can, you can get out. I love it. Do you have any stories? Um, I say, so I love listening to stories like this. I like, I love, I'm so riveted. Um, If you guys notice, if you're watching, I literally have just been staring this entire time Um, because um, I love story, like telling stories and hearing stories. I just never have a story to tell, but, or I thought I didn't. So I do have a story now, but it's going to be, just so you guys know beforehand, it's going to be anticlimactic (laughs) because Though what I mentioned that I've never had a paranormal experience happen to me stands true to this day as well. But um, I definitely realize now that I am open to the power of suggestion. <laughs> so remember how I mentioned that uh, last week I dressed up as a, as a burning witch, right? So my inspiration for that costume was uh, the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, I learned about them in fourth grade. I was always, again, I've always been grabbed, like, have gravitated towards like spooky scary things and the witch aspect of it uh made me willingly read a book about the Salem witch trials in fourth grade like it was not assigned I just willingly read it on my own and ever since then I've always been uh fascinated by uh that uh that period in time you know these were things this was actually something that actually something that happened people were put on trials for being you know being a witch or whatever and it is as both a sad period of time, but for me, I always found it interesting. I'm like, wow, what would lead people to believe that? And wow. So that's where the inspiration came from. I wanted to be um, a witch, you know, from the Salem witch uh, you know, trials. And I dressed up like in a little, like, well, what I felt was an outfit that was accurate to the time, you know, the Peter, I knew they were Puritans. So I tried to dress something like that. Your was- outfit was hella cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Cool. Was, I tried to like pull from the Puritan, you know, um, dress style and uh i did put on a hat even though that's not really accurate to the to the costume or to the time but you know took my own interpretation of it and i also saw online that some people who did these costumes were doing like hanging witches that didn't sit right with me i don't know something about that felt wrong so i thought you know what what am i gonna do i was like oh i'll just do a witch that's burning at the stake like that's kind of like good still kind of spooky and scary and it'll give me a chance to play around with makeup so i did my makeup it took so long got dressed up and I set up my ring lights. I have my little photo shoot in here, you know, taking a page from Daniela's book, like I said. And uh, yeah, I was using a little like those little remotes to control the camera. Uh, I was using that and I was having fun. And by the time that I was like set up with all my lights and the makeup and everything, it was like around midnight. That happened to me also um, the time that I did the devil costume. Yeah, it, it took so long that I was like literally having a photo shoot at midnight. <laughs> so 
I, this was like, I was like not surprised by that. I was like, I'm no stranger to, now to having photo shoots at midnight. So I did that and I was having fun with it. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I said, let me take some pictures um, without, without the hat, you know, to kind of make it more accurate to like the timeline. So I took the hat off and there's an ottoman next to where I was uh, shooting. And I would, every time that I would like use the remote, I'd put it on self timer and use the remote to click it and then throw the, the remote onto the ottoman. So I put the hat there too. I put the hat there and the remote and I was just shooting and having the, you know, time of my life. <laughs> so then I got this idea to light a candle. I was like, oh, what if I light a candle? Like it'll kind of give it like some kind of spooky spell binding thing. Um, and so I went and grabbed the candle. I lit the candles and I was like, I was, I was getting really inspired. <laughs> so then um, I took some pictures with the candle. It's actually the candle that's right here. Um, if you, you know, for those of us listening, there's a little candle next to me and that's the candle I was using to shoot. So anywho, I ended up, you know, grabbing that candle, getting really inspired. And so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna take some pictures with the hat on. Like that's gonna like put the look all together. So I grabbed the hat, uh, went to go like, you know, get some more props or whatever and set up, reset up my lights or I guess move some things around. And then I was ready. That stood in the middle and all of a sudden I was like oh where's the remote and I kept looking for it and I was like where did the remote go and I thought did it fall behind the ottoman and there I was in full costume at midnight <laughs> looking for the remote and I couldn't fathom where was it that I put it I was like is it, it did I take it somewhere else when I went to go grab the candle and I was like no that makes no sense because I took pictures right after I couldn't really couldn't imagine where the remote was. I turned my room like inside out, you know, in full again, in full costume with these full lights on looking for that remote. And I was just like, I couldn't, I was like, where is it? And I was like, did I really just lose it? And I was just so bummed. I decided to just manually take the pictures and that's what I ended up doing. But as I was setting up to manually take the pictures, I started to think in my head, what if like the remote, what if you didn't lose the remote? What if like, you know, you're not supposed to find it. <laughs> what if the remote disappeared? <laughs> and I'm laughing now because it sounds ridiculous. But at that time, I was like, that would make sense. And I tried not to let the thought get to me. But the more pictures I took, I was like, what if that's a sign? What if you're like some, you've angered some spirit? What if you've conjured something up by lighting candles and essentially being insensitive to something that actually happened? And I try to talk myself down and be like, no, you literally were dressed as the devil last week shooting at the same time and nothing happened. So <laughs> what's going on? Um, but then that thing about the, how the Salem witch trials was a real thing um, that happened made me like, it added like an extra layer to it. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I've angered something. I feel like, oh my God, this is what happens in those horror movies when the people un, like, you know, inadvertently conjure something up. And I was like, oh no. And I was, uh, guys, I was freaking out. I was taking pictures. You know, because obviously, ghosts are not. Apparently, it didn't stop me from taking the pictures. <laughs> but um, I was taking the pictures, but I was thinking, okay, um, I'm going to, like, change out of this, like, the moment I'm done. Because, like, I feel like I've done something wrong. So, I was, and, I, and the thing is, everything started going for me. The minute I entertained that thought, everything started going. I, I, there's, like, a, a screen door in my room. And I had the shades open and people, I kept feeling that something was at that window watching me take the pictures. And I was like, and I kept literally looking to like that, to where the door is and being like, oh my God, something's watching. And I was like, no, stop. And I kept hearing things or thinking that I heard things and I was feeling like chills and I was thinking, oh no, what have I done? So I wrapped the shoe. I wrapped it. Like it's a wrap. We're done. So, you know, blew out the candles, you know, took out, took down the lights and then I took off the hat. And as I take the hat off, I hear something hit the floor and then I'm like, what was that? 
And I look down and there's the remote. <laughs> and I thought, what? And I realized that when I was tossing the remote onto the ottoman, somehow I tossed it right into the hat and didn't notice when I grabbed the hat and put it on and the remote was in my hat this entire time. Now, of course, <laughs> when I found the, the remote, I was like, oh, I thought I was relieved, relieved that, wow, a paranormal experience didn't happen to me. <laughs> um, and also kind of bummed because I wanted I wanted to experience something scary. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that, okay. So you just spooked yeah. yourself into I spooked what gets me is how when you put the hat on, you didn't feel the remote just go bloop onto your head. You know, okay, so this is where this is what I love about paranormal stories. You know how you were mentioning with your story with the piano or the organ, how nobody knows how to play and you know, you thought you looked for all kinds of explanations and there is no explanation. And there's on all these little like spooky paranormal experiences, there's always a margin where you could find the logical explanation and there's also an area that exists that does not have any logical explanation. And that's what makes them kind of scary, you know, it makes them spooky and like, you know, ooh, like what if it were something else? So this story does have that margin, which is really cool, I guess. <laughs> I, I think it's cool, guys. I literally have been smiling throughout this whole uh, podcast, literally just like, oh my God, it's so exciting. You have a ghost? Ooh. <laughs> I really love spooky things. I really hope. Um, hold on, hold on. Grudge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so cool. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> have a nice day. Thanks for dropping by. That was my ghost, the grudge. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm always like that. Even though people are like, "What well, is something wrong with you?" I'm like, I just think it's intriguing, um, and it's probably because, like I mentioned, whenever things have happened to me, it's all in my head, or I think it is. Um, so the margin of error that exists with this uh, spooky story, with the, what I call the bewitched remote, because I literally was like, "Oh my god, what if there are witches and you've angered them and now they witched your remote?" So the bewitched remote—that's what I call this story. Um, the story with this is. I, you know, I thought about what you said about how, like, why didn't I feel the remote fall into my head? I didn't. I swear to you guys, I did not feel the remote fall into my head. And how did I perfectly grab the hat and put it on my head that it didn't move the remote? I don't know. So it's all in my head. Because I in my think- brain, the only way that you could put it on and it wouldn't like slide off is mm-hmm. if you dipped your head down and then put the hat on and then did that. Because I've definitely put on hats that don't ask me why. <laughs> But I've definitely put on hats that had things in them and I didn't want the thing falling out and I wanted it to sit on my head. I, I was a strange child, okay? They're hilarious. So, and the only way to do that is dipping your head down because I can't tell you how many times I just tried to do this and it would fall. Exactly, right? And so, yeah, but you're right. And I did not put the hat in like Especially that. Especially a witch hat. Like, yeah, because it's so pointy, right? Like how would, it, how would, how was the remote existing just floating perfectly inside the hat, right? And so that's the margin that exists there that I think, what if, what if this little ghost or this spirit that I thought I angered just put it in my hat? What if they're just having fun with me? Like, and yeah, I, I remember be, when I, when I picked up the Probably not what happened, but fun to think. Fun to think, right? Because exactly. I was like, I always think to myself, I'm like, well, if that's, if this is my paranormal story, this is great because I think, ah, when I picked up the remote, I was like, you're funny. I said it out loud. I was like, you're funny. And I don't know if I was talking to myself or whoever it was that did this in my brain or whatever, like whatever. Right. I, I remember that I was like, I said it out loud. I said, you're funny. And then I turned <laughs> off my cameras and my lights and then went, called it a night. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, All right, I've tempted you enough. Yeah. Yes. And so and like, I, you know, some people are a little more sensitive to the paranormal in the sense that they like, 
they don't like to, I, I mean, I think my, my belief system is that, mm-hmm. you know, if you do believe in ghosts and in spirits and in things like that, respect them. I don't, yeah. I think that they should be respected and not tempted and whatever. I don't know what their situation is, if they're trying to pass on or why they're still mm-hmm. here. Is there unfinished business? But respect them, you know? Like, there's no need to be, like, mean or cruel or, like, whatever. Like, I don't know. I haven't had the experience of, like, a bad ghost or anything. Mm -hmm. A quote-unquote bad ghost because... Mm -hmm. I don't know their life or their afterlife, I should say. <laughs> I don't I don't know what what what's up with them and and I just think it's better safe than sorry. Also, I am obsessed with worst case scenarios. That's a we'll yes. get into that one day, but I am I am very obsessed with worst case scenarios. So, I'm not ever trying to put myself in a bad place, which is why I'm very nice towards the ghost spirit, whatever of the, and I know that it was the man that that passed away. Like I've always really felt that like deep in my core. I'm like, it's the man who passed away here. He stayed here. I'm not sure why. Um, and he left when the piano left. I don't know where he is now, but. Hope he found peace wherever it is that he went. Exactly. Yeah. Cause the piano and left just as my grandma died. Um, is that the only story you have or do you do? You uh, like, no, actually family stories said about feeling. Yes. About feeling that thing that you said, Oh, I feel like it was this and how you felt so strongly that it was the man and you know, who passed away. Um, well, I'm getting chills. Well, uh, the man who like passed away in your house. And so that's what I kind of see with my little funny story. Uh, I've never felt that feeling of, well, it was like, you know, like this or what, or it was this person, or I never felt that feeling. Even when this was happening with my spooky story, there was in my head, a part of me thinking, you just lost the remote. So, you know, there is that, but whenever I know, I know that that exists when you feel that in you, um, because my grandma actually uh, had some paranormal experiences happen to her. And she would, she would describe them the way that you did, that you just felt in your core, that what you saw was real or what you felt was something and so this in itself is layered spooky it's a spooky layered cake (laughs) because you mentioned about um you being in the room that your grandma passed away in Uh, i'm currently in the room that my grandma passed away in and the day that this is um filmed (laughs) yeah i also live in the room yeah i live in the room where my grandma passed away in and the day this is being uh, filmed is actually her second year anniversary of her passing and it'd be great i definitely want to share one of her stories with you guys uh, oh yes. that's so, <laughs> so um with her story so she lived in salvador she grew up in salvador and uh she grew up in a very poor family and uh essentially she always had to do little odd jobs you know, throughout her life to kind of get a little bit of money to help her family out. My grandma was always somebody that said she started working when she was nine years old. Like, uh, yeah, so a child, essentially. Um, And so one of the stories that she talked about was one of the little jobs that she picked up was helping um, over there. You During the time that my grandma was growing up in El Salvador, uh, people went to the river to go wash their, you know, their clothes. You did a whole thing of laundry and spent all day at the river just washing, which I'm my goodness, I cannot imagine. I, re- I recognize my privilege and never having to have, do that, have to do that, you know? Um, so she used to help someone, this, uh, this lady she knew or someone, uh, she used to help them with their laundry. So spent all day in the river over there. So she went with like a neighbor of hers and uh, she went with this neighbor and helped her out with the laundry. They were all day in the river, just washing clothes and everything. And they were almost done. So uh, since they were almost done and it was starting to get dark, because that's also customary, you, you know, the, <laughs> you're, you're there all day, you're there until like the sun goes down. So and then you head home. Uh, so they were almost done. And uh, she mentioned that, the, you know, her neighbor was like, okay, it's getting late. You know, there's only like a little bit of clothes left. Do you mind, you know, like finishing these up? 
I'm going to, you know, get home and start like, you know, preparing dinner and cooking and whatnot. So, um, you know, the neighbor went ahead and my grandma was supposed to finish this last little batch of clothes. And, you know, she was working really diligently, you know, to, um, to finish these clothes. And at that point, people were still at the river. There was, she was not the only one there. There were some other people there still at the river, as she would say. And uh, they were also finishing and just, but they were, they would soon be leaving one by one, you know, trickling out. And so, this is a this is a tie to Salvadoran folklore. Anyone who's listening that is Salvadoran, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of La Ciguanaba. So when I heard when I, I brought up the river, I am pretty sure you you guys already knew uh, what was coming. So essentially, La Ciguanaba, just to kind of like summarize it without really going too far into it, um, is like our version of La Llorona. She's supposed to show up like around rivers and she appears to children and men. And she's like, you know, one of a part of Salvadoran folklore, we know that I mentioned the equivalent of, La, of uh, sorry, the equivalent of La Llorona. And uh, that's like essentially her role in our folklore. Um, and people tend to have say that they've seen they've had experiences with her. And so one key thing about uh, La Ciguanaba, at least in, you know, at least this version is uh, she has her hair all over her face very grudge-like, right? <laughs> so she wears her hair all over her face. We're staying uh, very on theme today, I see. Yes, <laughs> very grudge-like. She has her hair all over her face. Yes, <laughs> for those of you who are listening, Daniela just put her hair over her face. <laughs> it looks scary. <laughs> uh, but yes, imagine that. So a woman with her hair all over her face, and I believe that she's naked, or she's supposed to be naked, and she's got these long black nails that are scary, you know? So, and she appears in the rivers, and whenever children are alone. And I mentioned my grandma is a child in the story. So she was washing, and my last couple of people were leaving, and uh, in the middle of her washing, she happened to look up. She kept looking up across the river and trying, you know, seeing on the other side. And so she would say that um, she felt that something was there. Something was there on the other side. And she kept looking, but there was nothing. And she was working faster and faster to try to get these clothes done because she started to feel that something was there. And so in one of those, those moments that she looked up, she saw her. She saw her. My grandma has claimed to have seen this figure that I just described to you. Oh, I have goosebumps. Yep. She saw her in between the trees and whatnot. She saw her there. And she said, this, the thing is, it wasn't just a glimpse. She said that she saw her and that she was immediately like riveted by this figure. She could not look away. And that, yes, that this, you know, La Ciguanaba, that she was holding these colorful little bowls in her hands yeah and that she was holding them out to my grandma as if to give them to her and with her other hand she was beckoning to my grandma yeah oh hell no it is so scary oh my god yup yup and then right it's horrifying and then my grandma said like for i don't know how it happened but she was able to break away break her gaze away she left all of the clothes there and booked it all the way back home and she managed to get to that neighbor's house, that lady who she was doing, you know, the laundry for. Um, and when she got there, she, like, passed out. She, like, fainted. And then she said she had a fever for, like, three days. Yeah. And that was my – and she used to tell this story when I was a child. Because, as I mentioned, in a, part of my first-generation experience has been that we don't really celebrate Halloween. But one of the things that we do uh, talk, talk – did a lot in my first – you know, sorry, in my childhood – as a first generation child, um, is that a lot of my tios and tias and like my grandma and like other people in my family would gather around to talk about the scary encounters that they've had. 
And I used to sit there listening, even though I wasn't supposed to be, but I was. And that's when I heard my grandma. My grandma told me the story as a child. You know, I used to be like, oh, this is scary. You know, so I constantly heard scary things, despite the fact that I did not celebrate Halloween. But this is a story she just randomly told me in passing as a child. And I was horrified. Oh I was horrified of this image. This image is like burned into my brain of that of that figure that is so like I literally got chills and then when you said (laughs) that she passed out and all that stuff I'm just like what (laughs) wow dude I wish my grandma was alive so that I could ask her some so I bet she's had some stories Mm because that woman's been through a lot you know what I'm gonna start asking my family members for their spooky stories because I love hearing about these things um comment below a spooky story or maybe any encounter that you've had, I would love to read about it. Yes, please. I love hearing people's paranormal experiences or anything that your tia, your mom, your tío, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma have gone through. I love to hear those stories, especially when, when they're from the motherland. Those are good because you know those have that layer. Those have that layer of the folklore and those I have, as I said, the spooky layered cake. <laughs> it's funny though, because I, as much as I love haunted houses and getting spooked in person, mm-hmm. I know it's not real. As mm-hmm. much as I love hearing about people's spooky stories mm-hmm. and how I have experienced some paranormal stuff, I hate horror films. <laughs> I make and and the with Jen, it's the opposite. She loves the horror films. I always tell her, if you want me to go watch a scary movie with you, you're paying for my ticket, my popcorn, and you're letting me hold you like a child because I get so scared like like I'm gonna let her get into her horror stuff but like I'm so scared to the point where one time we all went she paid for my ticket I think it was to watch The Conjuring if I'm not mistaken I think so and we got we had to go front row because it was full I had a large popcorn I dropped all of it I dropped all of it because I I I was so scared there was a moment to be honest yes what is it is true what she said by the way uh it's true guys uh she makes me like buy the popcorn uh pay for the ticket give her a ride there like yeah if i, I really only watch her. scary movies with her yep and the conjuring the funny moment about the funny thing about the conjuring is that i remember when the moment you dropped the popcorn because it was a scary part it was like a jump scare you all know how it goes the jump scares right um and it was a jump scare and in that moment i remember that you turned into me and i turned away too because i just reaction and you dropped the popcorn when you did that um i still to this day don't know what the jump scare there is because it doesn't matter i this, like no. I'm easily spooked. And that's why, mm-hmm. like, I'm so spooked. Like, my growing up, my cousin that I mentioned earlier, the one that we would go into the closet and, like, talk to the grudge, she uh-huh. knows how easily spooked I am. Her and my brother, my brother literally every day does this, at least five times a day. They just pop out of, like, hide behind doors and then just go, ha! And, like, I, to the point where I would always walk upstairs and I would be like, I know that you're there. I know that you're going to scare me. And guess what? I still get scared. Like, my you brother could be looking house. right at me and then just go, blah! And I, I will, I'm very just like, I'm really, I get spooked easily. And like, like the, the few times I've watched scary movies, I, I will never forget with my cousin, Jesse going to her house and her convincing me to watch a movie with her. And I didn't really want to, cause I was scared, but I was like, it's okay. Okay. And I grabbed a pillow and I was hugging the pillow. And I think it wasn't even five minutes in. I got so scared. I screamed, ran into the hallway, into the living room. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. And it's because I'm, I get night, I have very vivid dreams. And so, um, a lot of scary movies, like I, I can't, you will never get me to watch gore. I 100% will have nightmares. Same. Otherwise I'll be okay. But 
yeah, I, um, I'm very susceptible <laughs> to having nightmares and I have extremely vivid nightmares and, and extremely vivid dreams in general. And I dream a lot. So that's why I don't like scary movies or why I stay away from them. I try, I've been trying a little more this year, but, but yeah. So t- tell them about how you love you some horror films. Yes. And actually I will say arguably um, for people who, you know, who don't like scary movies and how I have to take you to the movies and I have to pay and do all these things. They are the best to watch movies with because like I mentioned about not knowing the jump scare and the conjuring. Uh, it's because that jump scare is so scary to me that I always turn around. And the reason is I don't even think it's even that scary. It's just that the memory of hiding with you That's- is there. Yeah, it's that the memory of, of me hiding with you that day you dropped the popcorn is there. And that makes me think that it's scary. And the same thing happened when we watched uh, Gretel and Hansel. We went uh, this last year, we went to watch Gretel and Hansel and it was really cool. And I am not, I, I love horror movies. And this is how you know I simp for her because this, we went on a, like a, like a date mm-hmm. and um, I, I let her pick that as our movie. Yes. And I'm, I'm normally on dates, like, I want to have a good time. <laughs> I was, I was so like, excited. if it makes you happy. <laughs> yes, I was so excited. I was like, what? We can watch Gretel and Hansel? Yes. And so uh, we watched Gretel and Hansel. I think that was the day we got in for free, wasn't it? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, they, why did we get in for free? They just it was, was that late. Go ahead. Yeah, honestly, not only did you let me pick the movie, but you let me take you to like the latest showing to the point where they just let us walk in because it was that late. So it was a late showing. And so we went and uh, it was the best, honestly. Griddle and Hansel, I know you're probably thinking, what? It's not that scary. It is not that scary. I can say that just objectively, it's not that scary. But my experience watching it was really scary because you were next to me just, you know, sinking into your seats and grabbing into my arm at every jump scare and holding the, you know, gripping the popcorn. And it made it, I, I was feeding off of that. I was totally feeding off of your energy. Gretel and Hansel seemed so much scarier to me that way. Uh, if I were to watch it alone, I probably would have thought it was scary. But yes, I watch a lot of um, scary movies. Uh, uh, I guess um, I'm not a fan of gore. Like I mentioned, I, like you mentioned, I'm not a fair, fan of gore either. It's only because I can't stomach it. I don't like to see it. I'm like, ew, that's gross. And yeah, I can't eat if I want to eat when I watch my movies. Um, but yeah, I definitely have a list of horror movies that I love. Um, and they're all, whether it was the experience of watching them, or I think the storyline is good, or um, I have some kind of like connection to the, to the movie. Yeah, I have a list. Tell the lucky listeners what movies they should watch. All right. So these are uh, Fer's favorites. <laughs> I love that. These are Fer's favorites. I love that. Uh, Veronica, which is on Netflix. And that one is in Spanish. That one's so cool. I just think uh, the story is very original. I have never um, really seen a movie with that storyline. Well, it's sim- it does follow the, the typical horror movie. Like, you know, whoops, I just hit the mic too. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it does follow the, like, the typical, you know, outline. But it is really good. I would check that one out. I have things like The Exorcism of Emily Rose. You know, I had to put an exorcist film in there. Um, I guess The Exorcist itself is on there as well. And The Conjuring Universe, like I mentioned, whether that I is my memory like attached the Conjuring. to. Yes, The Conjuring and all the movies that around that universe. I love The Conjuring movies. Um, Amityville Horror, that one has uh, a personal tie to that one because ever since I watched Amityville Horror, I am terrified of the, t- of the when it's 3 a.m., you know, because that put it in my head that when it's 3 a.m., bad shit's going to happen. <laughs> so Amityville Horror is on there. Witch. Witch is on Netflix, and that has to do with Salem Witch Trial stuff, like I mentioned. And since that was very 
Um, we watched it together. Oh, <laughs> I, think so. I was literally just going to say, ooh, that sounds interesting. I'll watch that. We watched it together. Yeah, it has a Salem witch trial layer to it, which, you know, I mentioned I really like that. So I put witch on there. And Hush. Hush is for, actually, I would watch that with you. Um, Hush is for my uh, people who are like horror movies, but don't like the possession, scary jump scare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more of like, I like a scary movie in the situational aspect. Like, oh, that situation will make me scared. Uh, Hush is one of those. There is nothing that jumps out. There is nothing scary. There's nothing possession-y about it. Um, my brother does not like horror movies, funny enough. And uh, I Hush was a good middle ground for us to watch a movie together um, because I wanted to watch something scary and he does not do scary. So Hush was the one that we watched. It's a really good one. Nice. Yeah. I actually recently watched a scary movie. I've been I've been having an interesting time with my mental health lately and mm-hmm. um I'm I'm just full disclosure this is something that I talk about publicly but I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a survivor of multiple accounts of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, because of that, it's something I've been dealing with, something I've been healing through and working on. But every once in a while, I am extremely triggered and I can't even watch like anything remotely romantic. And so one night I was just feeling very, very triggered. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really want to watch a movie, but there's freaking romance lines in every single kind of film. Even action films have a romance line. I was like, what oh, can God. I watch? And so I ended up watching horror because I was like, there you go, love there. Bad idea. <laughs> it was a bad idea. But I ended up watching Zodiac Killer and I've never watched the Zodiac Killer. I've heard of it. But like, again, this was like two in the morning maybe. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of the Zodiac Killer, but I never knew that the Zodiac Killer was based here in San Francisco. So needless to say, as someone who gets spooked, I couldn't sleep after that, especially when in the movie they dropped the name Pinol as the place where the biggest suspect was by, Pinol Rodeo. And I was like, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in Pinol. And I'm like, why did you do this? Why did you do this to yourself? Now you're not going to be able to sleep. Oh my God. It was a great movie. It was a really great movie, but I did spook myself just a little bit. Cause I was just like, Oh my God. I don't like yes. based on true life stuff. Uh, uh-uh. uh, based on like true life, either? I'm out. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Like, I'll watch it, but I don't want to know it was based on true life. Oh, I like it. It gives it an extra layer of spooky when it's like, oh, oh based on a tutorial. Like, oh, I also do like to watch like serial killer documentary stuff too. So I feel you on that. The Zodiac Killer, when you said you were watching it, I was like, ooh, how interesting. Because I have also looked into that one as well. Um, but yeah, again, it's uh, <laughs> uh, to me personally, like with paranormal stories and everything, I love that extra layer of this has actually happened or this happened to somebody um, that always really it really just to me makes it the experience way more real, you know? Well, it is, was real to them, you know? Yeah. So it makes it more real and it makes me just more intrigued to know. All right. Well, I think that is all we have for you guys today for mm-hmm. our Halloween spooky story of chives and cheese, man. <laughs> How did you do that? That was actually spot on. On oh, my witch laugh? Yes. <laughs> It's it's kind of um, really just like my real laugh. No way. <laughs> I'd be laughing like that sometimes. My mom laughs like a witch. Not like she's trying to laugh like a witch. Just her laugh sounds like a witch. And now that I'm a grown woman, um, I, I'd be laughing like a witch. So I just thought I'd throw that in for you guys. Um, Honestly, yes. For those of you listening, she did not play a sound effect. She actually just leaned into the mic and laughed. <laughs> also, sorry for your ears if that was too close. I apologize. <laughs> That was like, yeah, I was like, how are you doing that? (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a wrap, Jennifer. I think we've covered everything. 
Yes. All right, guys, that is a wrap. This chai is done. And so is this chisme. Catch us on the next episode of Chais and Chisme. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at world underscore of underscore feriela. We'll make sure to link that all below. If you're mm -hmm. watching us on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening to us on Anchor or any of our other listening podcast um, platforms, make sure to like, share, all of that good stuff. Um, and that's it for today, guys. Ciao. Salud. Bye. Bye.